Welcome to the official podcast of the Hoffeld Group. Your host is the CEO and Chief Sales Trainer of the Hoffeld Group, David Hoffeld. Welcome to the Science of Selling podcast, the place where you get actionable sales insights that are backed by hard science. I'm your host, David Huffeld, and today is the day we've been talking about in the last few episodes of this podcast, and that is the Ask Me Anything episode. So we have a number of questions to get through today. Thank you to all of those uh, who submitted some questions. I've glanced at a few of them. I haven't looked at them too much because I wanted to give you an honest off-the-cuff response to each, but we're going to cover a lot of different areas today. We're going to go through them quickly. So if there's a question that you're not excited about, stick around because we're going to cover a bunch of them in rapid fire today. So let's dive in. And the first question is this, does the science of selling work on millennials? I'm I'm surprised how often this is asked. I get a version of this often when I do like a keynote. And uh, once in a while, there'll be like a little Q&A afterwards. And this will often come up. Answer, yes. Yeah, it works on millennials. It works on everyone. That's the great thing about the science is it worked 100 years ago. And it'll work 100 years from now because it's not based on any environmental factors as much as how our brains work. So at least the science that we talk about are wired in us. So they work on millennials. Anyway, let's keep moving on. Uh, Someone asked, what is the most impactful things you've learned from reading scientific studies? That's a really interesting question. Let me give you actually a couple real quickly. Some that we've been talking about on past podcasts, and I talk about my book, The Science of Selling, and then I'll give some, maybe some things I've learned that have really impacted me that are not related to selling. If I can venture outside of selling for just a moment, I'll share them real quickly, and then you can decide if you want to look into it on your own. When it comes to sales, I would say there's probably three big things that really impacted me from the science. I mean, that really were like game changers, like, wow. The first one was commitments are the building blocks of a buying decision. This really impacted me when I stumbled on this many years ago, and it's really what led me to the six wide. And that took about six years of looking at this research and then coming up ideas and testing it. And really the six whys were crystallized and I realized I had something here. It was a big game changer. But really looking at the science, decades and decades of research, going back all the way to the 1950s and 60s and reading over all this and realizing how important commitments are, that was a game changer for me. Second thing was social penetration theory. For those of you who have read The Science of Selling, you'll recognize that, uh, where we talk about our questioning model of first and second and third level questions. This came from the idea of social penetration theory. Oddly enough, I ran into this theory in college. My degree was in communications in my undergraduate, and one of the courses, communication theory, in one of the textbooks, this was presented. And I remember learning about it. And like, oh, okay. You know, no big deal at the time. Didn't fully get it. But many, many years later, I ran into it again in some of these studies. And that's really what led me to create those first, second, and third level questions. They're based entirely on social penetration theory by Altman and Taylor. And that was a big game changer too, because it really transformed how I thought about 
And the model we created with the levels of questions to ask high gain follow-up questions. The third big aha moment from science when it came to sales were heuristics, understanding those. Some of those have been awarded Nobel Prizes. And in fact, in the last few episodes of this podcast, we've talked about a number of them, social proof, reactant, single option aversion, uh, just to name a few. When it comes to non-sales ideas that have really been influential, that I've learned from reading the actual scientific literature, real studies, I would say there's probably two that come to mind right now. Number one is something I've been looking into the last uh, year and a half, two years, and that is the power of food, particularly in reversing disease like heart disease, looking at some of the research that's been done by a number of well-known cardiologists and researchers looking at how food can reverse heart disease and really fascinating stuff. And just meet so many people that have had heart issues, especially as they get older, and oftentimes it's entirely diet-related. So that's what the science has shown, really compelling, and should be much more well-known than it is, because it can be a game-changer. Second thing, I think, uh, from the science, I would say that's not sales-related, is some of the research now, the studies, a great pace to look at this if you want to, is the University of Virginia. They have a lot of, they have a collection of really interesting studies on near-death experiences. These are fascinating. And some of the similarities, and they're quite compelling, is their life after death. And uh, regardless of what you think, I think there's some really compelling research that shows that consciousness survives at least for a short time after death. I think there's pretty compelling evidence. So that's really been impactful for me as well. Anyway, let's jump back into uh, selling. Uh, The next question, is fear of loss more powerful than desire for gain? And how can I leverage fear of loss when selling? That's a great question. So yes, it is. Fear of loss, the research shows, is twice as powerful as desire for gain. How can you leverage it? Number one, think through what your potential clients stand to lose or miss out on. Is it revenue? Is it market share? Is it employee morale, productivity? What is it they stand to lose if they don't move forward with your product or service? Number two, can you quantify that? Can you monetize that? And then number three, how can you verbalize that to them? So how do you make them care about it? Fear of loss, I don't think it's a secret that it matters. And the questioner seems to indicate that just but through the question. And we talk about that a lot in selling fear of loss. We have for decades. Unfortunately, most of our conversations on fear of loss are only had in sales meetings and sales trainings. They rarely ever translate into the real world because people just don't know how to use it. So the way to do that, think about what your potential clients stand to lose, monetize it if you can, and then how do you convey that to them? Next question, I am a sales manager and we have a lot of people who start out in new hire sales training but drop out or don't successfully complete it. It's hard to go through. Is there any science that can help with this? Yes, there is. I'll refer you to the science of grit. We're going to have a podcast on this in the coming months, so stay tuned for that. But you can look into the literature on grit. Grit is very predictive of retention rates in selling. A number of scientific studies have shown this, actually. People with high levels of grit, meaning they have persistence, they stick with things even when they're hard, have been shown in numerous studies to predict retention rate in selling 
pretty much everything else as well. So look for those with grit. In fact, we're going to be putting out some literature on this in the uh, coming months that walks you through those of you who hire people. How do you identify if they have grit? Stay tuned for that, but look for grit. If you can find those and hire people with that are gritty, they are far more likely, science says, to stick with your organization and won't drop out. Go to the next question here. How do I get my sales manager to listen to some of your science-based selling strategies? Uh, they are stuck in the old ways of selling, which don't work. So it sounds like there's a sales manager this individual has who's resistant to change which happens, they're kind of stuck in the traditional way of looking at sales, which is ignoring science. How do you do that? Uh, here, here's what I would suggest for that, because that's a great question, and one I get once in a while. First thing I would do is, when we talk about the science, that's a powerful way to get buy-in, right? So you're not coming to your sales manager and saying, I have an idea that's different than what you're recommending. Instead, I would lead with the science. So I would say, I heard about this science, explain it to them real quickly, and most people will find that interesting and compelling and non-threatening. And then you can invite them into a discussion to collaborate around it. So for example, I was listening to the podcast from the Science of Selling, and they talked about this idea of social proof, that it connects persuasiveness of an idea with other people respond to it and kind of explain what it is to them. And then say, I was wondering, I wanted to get your opinion on ways we can use social proof. Here's what I was thinking and invite them in. That I found is the best way to guide people in change. So you don't pit your ideas versus their ideas. You share the science and then invite them into how do we apply it. And that's what I would say. Do that with your sales manager. I think you'll have a really productive discussion and it really demonstrates that you're taking the initiative and trying to improve yourself and leveraging science, which unless they're stuck in the stone age, they're going to look very favorably on. Next question. Oh, I like this one. I've heard that you have a new book coming out. What is it about? Yes, I do. March 22nd of 2022, the new book will be out. Nice companion piece to The Science of Selling, my original book that came out for the end of 2016, November of 2016. And uh, the new book's going to be a little bit different. So it's going to be heavy focused on science. So in the book, we cite over 500 different academic journals. But this book is really focused on you as the seller. How can you use science to be more successful? We're going to look at the mindsets that are predictive of sales success. We're going to look at things, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, grit. We're going to look at seven ways science says you can improve the likelihood of achieving any sales goal. We're going to talk about behaviors that you can use that science says will make you more successful in selling and really dive deeper into them than we did even in the science of selling with a lot of exercises. And then we're going to get into sales ethics. Very, very practical. That says, what's the difference between influence and manipulation? And then also, how can you protect yourself to make sure you never engage in any unethical sales behaviors? And what science shows is when you're most likely to be tempted to engage in unethical sales behaviors. So ways to protect yourself and others. And then we are also in the final chapter, maybe my favorite chapter of any book I've ever written. And that goes into 
How can you transform your career? How do you take your career to the next level? I deconstruct this process and make it actionable. So it's a step-by-step process you can follow regardless of how successful you are. If you're good and you want to go to great, or if you're great and you want to go to an exceptional, or you're exceptional and you want to go to the best, how do you do that? We'll walk you through that. So check that book out. And I think you'll uh, like that. It comes out March 20. Second of next year. Let's go on though to uh, we have a few questions left. Uh, we'll go with two more. So let's see the next one. The worst sales experience you've ever had. Ooh, okay. Uh, let's see the worst sales experience I have ever had. That's a personal question. Bad presentations where I messed up and missed the mark considerably. And that's because in looking back over my career, when I didn't understand my client enough, or I presented too much and didn't have enough engagement, where I went back and forth with them and really drew them into the conversation with some great second level questions. So often I can think of those. I would think that's probably the worst experience as I'm thinking of a number of times I presented where I just missed the mark, especially early in my career. And I presented at people and not engage them in the process. And then the final question, if you could give a new salesperson some advice, what would it be? Oh, that's interesting. I would say leverage the science we have access to. Don't don't sell like it's, you know, 1949, right? Don't sell the way your grandfather did. Don't ignore all the the science that he didn't have access to. You know, leverage this science in your favor because it'll give you a huge advantage over people that aren't. I mean, just think about any profession where they start embracing science. Early adopters dominate, and that's what we're seeing. So I would say take advantage of podcasts like this and the few others that are out there in the sales community who actually leverage science, who are getting away from anecdotal opinion-based dribble, when you can know the why and the how. In other words, look for people that not just tell you what to do. Everyone loves to tell others what to do, why they should do it. If the why, if they can't tell you why, don't trust the how. But when they can show you, here's the evidence, I mean, real objective evidence you can verify, not it worked for ABC company or, hey, 20 years ago, here's what I did. I'm talking real objective evidence that science gives you. That is what I would look for so you can verify it, trust it. And then it's how do I apply it well so that I can maximize the impact of it. So that would be when I would tell uh, a new salesperson is leverage the science in your favor. Uh, yeah, it's a little more challenging to learn and just making it up as you go along or mimicking the guy next to you. But boy, when you fast forward a year or two into your career, you're going to come out so much further ahead. And once you understand some of these principles, it is an absolute game changer. A number of questions we went through really quickly here. Hopefully you enjoyed that as much as I did. We'll do another one of these in a few months. Ask me anything. I think we covered right around eight questions today. So hopefully they gave you some insights, some things to continue to delve more into as you work towards mastering this thing we called selling. And so with that, one last thing I'll share with you, and that is this time for you to go out and sell something. We'll see you next time.